Welcome to the So What Podcast. This show is dedicated to planting ideas, habits, and God-given purpose into the soil of business so you can enjoy the harvest and share it with others. Now, here's your host, Paul Tran. Good morning, John. Good morning, Mike. It's just you and me today. <laughs> I doubt that, but <laughs> maybe it's for the moment. Yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, life, life with Pastoral Parish is is uh, wild and exciting. <laughs> uh, I keep getting texts from Matt Curtis. Um, that I am, I am excited about it. Yeah, you know, I have, I haven't heard as much direct, but I get a lot of indirect. Good. And well, we'll, we'll take, we'll take what, we'll take everything. Yeah. I also saw someone. Um, I was mentioning pastoral parish to someone, and I saw them write it later. They <laughs> end up writing parish as P E R I S H. Okay. Like, that's a great. That's a great like parody. Like during demo day, we should come up with some like teaser, <laughs> like alternative titles or something like that. I'm going to I'm going to text Paul like right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, we're 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 working we're we're creating all these um, uh, all these workflows and and one of the, that that would be that would be a good uh, that, that that would be a good one in, uh, in and actually the one that I'm currently working on. So mm-hmm. we were very we were very excited because we had a um, we had an addition just this week of the uh, of of a, a trial subscriber uh, the the uh, Cathedral Basilica of St Louis in in Missouri. Yeah started using us and and like started putting in information right away and so we uh that's when killer I, when, when i saw that i was out driving and had i not been parked i might have had an accident it yeah. was it was that uh, it was that exciting that's that's so cool it is i also so i also realized i said that's killer but that's also a good like tagline <laughs> for pastoral parish it's killer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey Paul, how's it going? Hey, good good afternoon. How are you, John? Doing well. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Sorry, am I cutting into it too soon? No, no. This is we're just chatting as people log on. Oh, cool, cool. Very cool. So, just so Paul, you're aware, um, these have been like like we've discussed. These are Monday, Wednesday, Friday sessions. Um, Zoom at noon. Hey Dean, how's it going? 
Hey, how's it going, John Eric? Good, man. So I was just giving Paul just a little bit of background. So we're giving people a few minutes to log in. And um, just to refresher on context, Monday, Wednesday, Friday sessions, uh, we've got the 12 finalist teams. Um, not all of the teams are necessarily going to come to all of these sessions, but we are, I already see 11 participants. So I think we're going to have good, good participation in it. Yeah. And, um, and we'll just allow the teams to use the chat for Q&A because sometimes there's kids in the background or they're in an office or something like that. And I can help steward that. Um, or you guys can do live responses as well. So that's how, those are just some of the housekeeping items in terms of how we've been running these. Okay. Um, and any, any other questions from you just in terms of, of where we're at in the program or um, did I mention that demo day is slated? Like we've got the date scheduled and things like that. No. Oh yeah. August 29th. So um, it's going to be live on campus at Notre Dame too. So let's follow up offline if you guys have um, interest in learning some more about it. But it's going to be both live and streaming. Um, nice. So we'd love for you guys to to hear. You know, today's you guys get a to speak and we'll do Q and A. But we'd love for you guys to also hear them do longer pitches and hear a lot more detail in terms of what people are working on. Got it. Got it. That's exciting. I love that. Yeah, we're we're pretty pumped. Um, all right. Well, so I, go ahead. I had, I had a question though. Um, so, you know, Dean and I were just focused on, uh, creating content that would add value and also connections. Um, I yep. don't, we, one of the things we wanted to cover was that, um, one of my business partners, he's a, a scout for, um, launch launch co, which is a, a accelerator venture capital firm by John Calacanis. Okay. Um, you know, we wanted to just offer to the startup founders here that, you know, if they were interested in talking with uh, the scout in hopes of maybe getting capital funding, I don't know if this is the appropriate venue to mention it or it somehow totally tie is. that in with demo day, but. Um, no, I love it. Yeah. I would, I would love for you guys to talk for a little bit about that. Because okay. um, that, so demo day is still like it's end of August. So we're still kind of in the, the traction, like focusing on traction phase before we, we, start polishing up pitches and things like that. Yeah. But I think it's always appropriate to start thinking about what could be next after this. Um, So just cool. Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, All right. So let me, as the the OSV participants, it's, it's four minutes after. So I'd love to give you guys um, just basically give everyone on the phone, some bios about you. And then I'll just hand you the mic. And I know you guys were talking about content and again, I'll help moderate any of the discussion, but I also love for the finalists to come in and present themselves. So I'll help and see a little of that dynamic until we get the the organic flow of it going in the, the session itself. Cool. All right. So for those on the phone, um, actually, let me just give personal intro before I read the, the, the bio that's in the text. So um, Dean and Paul have been really gracious to us at the Idea Center. Um, there's been students that they've talked to um, different companies they've talked to, and they've just been really generous with their time. One of the reasons I'm excited for you all to learn about them and why I love our students getting to talk to them is I think they're really pushing an important wave of thinking about how to operate your businesses with virtual assistants. And just personal testimony on this one is 
a lot of the companies I've run have relied heavily on virtual assistants. So it's it's been something that I found a lot of personal benefit in, but it's also something that when we when I've gone into bigger organizations, seen a lot of benefit there. So you all have seen Eileen. I met Eileen through Upwork, which is one of these freelancer websites. And uh, there's just lots of different ways of engaging with these models. Dean and Paul have uh, a philosophy that I think is really good about how to interact efficiently with them that I love. Um, and they also are really good sourcing, which is one of the most the hardest things of finding the right virtual assistant to work with. So I've loved talking with them um, and we're trying to figure out in our in my own side business how we can work with them more. So I'll, I'll give them that stamp um, as well. And they're also just wonderful guys to talk to and care a lot about the mission that that we're all joining in right here. So that's my personal part. The, the, the language um, that you can get from LinkedIn though is also really helpful. So Dean, he's the president of ProSulem and his goal is to help small businesses systematically design their company to run, scale, and grow automatically in 12 weeks or less. So, uh, Micah, when you were coming on talking about how you guys are all developing your workflows and things like that, Pastoral Parish is one of those that I was specifically thinking about. As you guys are scaling up, this is, this is I'm, I'm really glad you're here to hear about it. Um, Dean started his career as an intelligence analyst in the United States Army Reserve and then transitioned to work at the Boeing Company. And in 2012, Dean became the co-founder of the Online Empire Academy, a company that helps visitors learn how to sell products online and market effectively. Paul is obsessed with entrepreneurship, productivity, and meaningful work. And you'll see this in any email exchange you have with them too, and both, <laughs> both Dean and Paul. They, this comes out in their normal language, which is, which is really nice. Uh, he invests in promising startups in healthcare, tech, and restaurants that have been acquired and are seeing 200 to 2,000% growth Paul consults for small mom and pop restaurants that are doing important game-changing work who want to scale and help more people, coaches, salespeople, and business owners on high-ticket sales, and publishes a newsletter called Do Real Work. He also runs a nonprofit that ships toys, personal hygiene products, and school supplies to hard-to-reach regions of the world with his family. So just two gracious guys. I think they have a really important lesson to share with all of you. So without further ado, I'll pass you guys the mic. And like I said, I can help moderate some of the chat. Gosh, uh, that's an amazing uh, <laughs> intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for uh, helping get the uh, get, get the the party started. Um, nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for making time. Uh, as you'll see through the uh, presentation, that uh, time is is really important to us, and um, and so we really appreciate it. And our goal today is to share our things that we've learned along the way and things that we share with our clients and, um, you know, people, anybody who will listen uh, about how to make the most of their time, how to steward, not just, uh, of course, God's money, but also God's time as well. Uh, and so, um, and just let you know, we, Dean and I have teamed up. I actually was a client of Dean's for five years before I, uh, before I just realized that there's just so much more value that I feel you know, as a small business owner, I was using Dean's service for five years and it was actually my best kept secret. And of course, it, it helped me run a pretty uh, large organization. I currently lead a $20 million restaurant company, uh, also do consulting as well. And we also do the nonprofit work that John mentioned. And uh, I, I, I took satisfaction from people who were just like, how do you do all that stuff? 
Uh, and so I, I just realized that I, you know, just like the Bible says, you shouldn't be keeping uh, uh, your heart of, of uh, ministry uh, like under uh, inside of a bowl or hidden, right? So uh, I decided to team up with Dean and we started doing a lot of talks at WeWork, some other co-working spaces. And I think our main mission, what we've d- discovered was that we want to be able to give small startups and companies uh, an edge, be able to make tools and uh, resources available to 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 the up and coming company, like all these big tools that all the large billion dollar public companies have. Um, we want to be able to make it accessible to small businesses. So um, we put together a small presentation uh, that um, I hope you'll get a lot of value from. Uh, please leave it. Uh, I'd see the question and answer box. So feel free to ask questions away. Um, nothing we'd love to make sure this is as relevant and impactful for you as possible. So, um, uh, gosh, you've already made my introduction, John. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm just going to cut that part out and uh, just hand it over to Dean, if that's cool. Um, Dean, are you able to share your screen? Dean, you're on mute if you're speaking. I knew that was going to happen. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to mute myself just in case. And I do that every time. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, so let me share my screen real quick. Cool. Are you able to see that? Yep. Coming through. Awesome. Cool. So let me do uh present mode. Cool. So, um, thank you so much, John, for the introduction. And, uh, thank you so much, Paul, too. Um, I'm so excited to get to your section of this, um, cause Paul, Paul gets kind of the best of both worlds, which we'll talk about. Uh, mine's much more on the lifestyle type business, keeping things really, really small and tight. And Paul is like, he does some pretty crazy stuff with his, all his uh, restaurants in Southern California and all his consulting. So, um, all right. So we're going to start talking about how to systemize your business in five minutes a day. Uh, this is a presentation that we've given to WeWork uh, uh, all over Southern California. Um, there are, uh, it's, it's, people get a lot of value out of it. And hopefully it, uh, if you have any idea about systems at all, um, it's going to make you even more excited. If you have no clue what systems are or automation or processes, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting for you because it's going to completely re- revolutionize the way that you think about your business um, as well as what you think about, how you think about how you interact with your team and how you interact with hopefully a virtual assistant. We call them virtual systems architects, um, which we'll talk about later. So these are our core four um, uh, the, the core four values that we have first is we always conceptualize, like, why are we doing this? Then we systemize. Uh, once we find that something works, we start systemizing, documenting it, and then we substitute ourselves out of it. And then that allows us to ultimately scale. So, um, so back in 2007, uh, had my first child, uh, she, uh, and her name's Alizea and about six months into getting to enjoy her, uh, my wife and I had some interesting news. So uh, I was in the Army Reserves, and they said, hey, you're just about to get out. You've been here for about seven years. You're at eight, and we're going to deploy you to Operation Iraqi Freedom. So I had to tell my wife uh, that, hey, we just had our baby, and I'm going to be leaving you for about a year and a half. And of course, (laughs) she was none too happy. And so uh, about April, we got in, uh, I got into country and, 
And while it kind of sucked being away for knowing that I was going to be away for a year and a half, one really cool thing happened is I basically won the lottery and they said, Hey, you're going to be able to come home for Christmas. Everybody, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of troops want to come home for Christmas. Right. Um, and so I was super excited. My wife was super excited. And then about a month later, after hearing that, my wife and I were Skyping and she said that uh, she had to take our daughter to the hospital because she had some kind of, or she, the doctor, she had some kind of bump on her head and she had no idea what it was. So she took our daughter to the doctor and he said, uh, yeah, she's going to have to have surgery because it is a tumor on her temple. And whether it's cancerous or whether it's not, it's starting to ingrain itself into her skull. And, and so it has to come out. And my boss was really cool at the time, the supervisor, my officer in charge. And he said, hey, we can get you home. Don't worry about it. And I'm thinking to myself, how the heck did I get into, my, into this mess where I just got here? You know, it's going it's to be eight months, nine months till I get to come home for Christmas. Now I have to choose, do I come home now, support my wife and child, or do I go to, uh, till Christmas? And, and I was, it, it just hit me. I got here because of money. It was all because of money. I wanted college money. I want to say that I was patriotic, but I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I was, but it, it was really for money and for stability and, and kind of uh, getting out into the real world. And uh, eventually my wife said, no, come home for Christmas. And so ended up coming home for Christmas. My wife, my, my daughter was okay, um, uh, had the surgery and got home. And I'm like, that's never going to happen again, ever. Never going to allow that to happen. I'm going to start my own business. I never want to be stuck. So I start my own business while I'm working at Boeing. So I'm doing things uh, uh, full-time at Boeing, part-time in business. And I find myself working 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week uh, juggling everything. And once again, I have to choose between my clients or my family. And I was stuck again. And so eventually I had to figure out, I'm like, how can I get out of this? How can I change this? And for me, luckily, after a series of mentors like uh, Sam Carpenter and uh, um, uh, Jermaine Griggs and a couple of other people, uh, I learned about systems, learned how to create systems so that that I would never be in this mess again. And I haven't, thank God, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Um, haven't been in this mess again. Uh, but that's what I want to share with you today and how to simplify. A lot of this stuff gets really complicated. I want to simplify it as much as possible. So next week I'm having a baby, hopefully, uh, either next week or the week after. Um, and it's going to be a baby girl. So that's going to be baby number eight. Um, so that's my wonderful wife and my seven other kids. And the one right in the middle, uh, the tall one is Alizea, the one who had the, temp, uh, the tumor. She's doing just fine and everything's going well. But uh, this is why I do what I do and why we do the system so I can be as productive as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> uh, so this is the goal. Um, and it sounds crazy, but I want your hourly time, the time that you actually spend on your business this is how much revenue you should be adding to your business when you implement systems every time you spend one hour doing something, okay? And it sounds crazy. Paul knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he'll talk about it later as well. And it works. And, it, and this is what you can get to. So 
um, this is the minimum. Like this is the goal and you can get higher and higher from here. And, this, and like I said, sounds crazy, but you'll understand in just a bit. All right. So what the heck is a system? This is what we're going to talk about. Uh, quickly, we're going to talk about what the heck is a system. Uh, we're going to talk about skills versus process. This is where a lot of companies tend to overbloat themselves. Um, I would say 90% of companies overbloat themselves because they don't understand number two. And then actually creating your working procedures, creating your documents and how to do them the fastest way. It's necessary to create these in order to do what, uh, what, what we practice, to do, to do really to be a big business in general or an automated business, you have to do this, but how to do it the quickest way possible and what it should look like. All right, so what the heck is a system? Your iPhone or your, or your uh, Android or whatever, right? Why do we love them? Do we love them because, you know, it, uh, it's just a phone? No, we love them because it has uh, all of the different apps. It has a camera, it has Instagram, it has whatever. And every one of those apps, if they were not working perfectly, if you press the button and you had to call and say, hey, Instagram, um, I want to post this, this thing over here. And every time you, you got somebody different and they told you to do something different, you'd be like, this thing sucks. I don't want to use this thing. We, we, we use it because the process works. I press the Instagram button, I press the, po uh, the post a, a picture, and we're done. It's awesome. Predictable every single time. Now that small little thing in your hand, I, I usually ask this question, but I, I will ask this question right now. On the bottom right, what is that? And normally people are like, uh, I don't know. I, uh, it, uh, for the sake of time, that Martin is the Amazon. Ford, uh, answered your question. Oh, dude. Oh, what was it? Uh, he said Amazon. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. That's awesome. Most people, most people don't get that like right away. So kudos, kudos. It's the Amazon Fulfillment Center. It's no different than that iPhone. And you're probably thinking that's crazy. Well, it's not because every little, every person or every robot but there's people behind that. They have a set way. It's everything is documented. This is how you do, 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 do it. When one of the robots fails, you need to do this, dot, 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 dot. And so as long as those processes, that thing that's written down works, and every single one of those things written down works, that whole entire thing works. It doesn't matter if it's on your phone or if it's a whole entire fulfillment center, Okay. And so we tend to overcomplicate things because, oh, it, it takes up a lot of space. Well, it, it, does, it doesn't have to be that way, okay? Every time you build a system for your business, as small as it can be, turns into an asset that's making you money, okay? And that's what we want to do every single time. This is George Chen. He runs UBest Packs. He has, uh, I think, five of our VSAs now, yeah, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, fifth. Yeah. Yeah, so um, he started off with nothing. So he took over his family's business um, called UBest Packs. They do, they actually do the packaging for Paul's restaurants. Um, they do for Afters Ice Cream. They do it for a bunch of different popular places down here in uh, uh, Southern California. But he took over his family's business and uh, I think he ended up quadrupling the revenue in about a year with VSAs by doing, uh, by systemizing it. And he just spends, he, he, I think he's made like two or three other businesses because he has the time to do that. Um, Paul has a really cool thing with him that he'll share with you guys uh, later on. 
uh, cool, uh, really, really, really cool interview with him that even I, I, I wasn't able to get some of the juicy stuff that he talks about <laughs> in that interview, but uh, Paul will talk about that later. So next is skills versus systems. Okay. What's the difference? Now, if you can do this in chat, we'll just do this one. But if you can do this in chat, who's the guy on the left? It's not Karl Marx. I promise. Uh, who's the guy on the left? Any guesses? And you can tell me, Paul, if anyone guessed it right. I heard nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Is, is no nope one, right? No one ever gets it. No one gets it. Just nope. That's great. <laughs> uh, or I, know, I have no ideas. That's great. So, yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, in our, so in one of our talks, uh, they, someone said it was the, what, the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Claude Monet. So uh, amazing painter, you know, landscape artist, very, very creative. You know, one of his Monet, one Monet, like original Monet goes for like a million dollars plus, like, a, like the original. And people are like, there's no way, no way that could be turned into a process of, you, can, you can't systemize a Monet. You can't get a hand-painted Monet unless you go to Shanghai, China they have a process for creating Monet's. The guy didn't create the original. He didn't do the creative part of it, but you can literally go get a hand-painted Monet and hang it in your house. And when Dean, come over. Yeah. Sorry, I want to show you something really quick. Uh-oh. I've done this. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> You should, have bought it from my, you should have got it from my supplier, though. Thanks. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> if you got one, I want them. This was a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the best day ever. Thanks so much, John. That was awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so skill on the left and process and system on the right. And John is a testament to that. And to be able to have his people come over and – he can, he can proudly say, I have a hand-painted Monet or hand-painted whatever that artist is. It's pretty amazing, right? So, you know, that goes with everything in business. Same thing on the left. Uh, left over there, you're probably thinking, who the heck are those? They're secretaries, someone. Those are the same thing that's on the right, actually. Uh, these are computers. So the people on the left had a profession called computers. They would get these high-level calculations. They they put in a ticket. They the they would do the high-level calculations, give them back to the engineers. Well, that became systemized, uh, and anyone can do that on a computer. Now that's a system. It's an automated system, but you can even have uh, a written-down process of how to calculate certain things, and someone can just use a computer, punch those numbers, and they're done. So it's pretty crazy. What what uh how, how the, this can all work. Guy on the left, <laughs> guy on the left is uh, the top copywriter. He almost died last year. Uh, he, he was supposed to, like they, people were like planning his funeral and everything. I think it was like cancer or something. And uh, miraculously he didn't. Uh, Dan Kennedy, he gets paid just for like one letter, one sales letter that goes out, drafted up about $100,000 that he drafts up. And 
he doesn't have to send it. He just has to write it. That's it. Uh, guy on the right is Ben Adkins, Dr. Ben Adkins, and he created a thing called Scriptall that basically does what 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 uh, Dan Kennedy does, but now everyone else can do it for a monthly fee rather than paying $100,000, right? So skill learned over decades and system, okay? You are the creator. You are the creative person. You're the innovator. But once it's innovated, once you've created it, it can be turned into a system, okay? Patrick Rice, um, so I'm on the board of Encounter Ministries. Um, he runs, he's the, uh, the uh, executive director of Encounter Ministries. He has, uh, he has one of our VSAs. And uh, so he does a couple of videos. This is what VSAs do. You, you do a five-minute video, 10-minute video, documents it all. So he had one guy named Nico who he sent a bunch of videos to, on how to do stuff. Nico then like outdid all of his other employees and then he's like, well, I'll just keep, make Nico take, keep them accountable, check all their tasks and everything. And Nico now is like the project manager of all of the employees who are, who are here in Encounter Ministry. But it all was because of the systems. Uh, really cool nonprofit. Um, if, you, if, if you want a really awesome one to support Encounter Ministries, is, uh, no bias since I'm on their board. <laughs> but you definitely want to uh, check them out. They're pretty amazing. All right. So the biggest thing is auditing your business tax. What are actual systems? You know, you want to make it to where if an investor is going to buy your business, like, are they going to buy a job or a business? These are things that you should not be doing. One employee should be able to do all these things. So bookkeeping, lead generation, uh, uh, copywriting, email marketing, webinar, one employee, one employee should be able to do all these tasks. One. Now you might have a few, but every single one of those employees need to be able to do these. The only time you would hire a specialist is if it's something that's truly requiring a specialist, like a, like a computer programmer or a, a really good designer. But first-tier interviews, content marketing, change management, and we'll, um, we'll talk about all that stuff uh, in a little bit with Paul. Um, creating your working procedures. So this is the last part of it. Training is a four-letter word. They, your procedures need to be written, and they need to be so simple that grandma can do them. So step-by-step, step, so detailed that grandma can do them. That means pictures. That means, uh, that means oh, step one, step two, step three. Okay, so this is, this is how we do our working procedures. Okay. We do cold emails for a lot of our lead generation. And that means we customize, we customize our emails for each person that we send out. That means copywriting. That means creativity, right? But that creativity was done and created into an actual process, which is this document right here. So when we create our documents, and I'll show you, any, like you're probably looking at this going, oh, crap, like this is going to take forever. And I promise it's not if you use our system, because you can use our system with a virtual assistant, you can use our system with an employee, you can use our system with a, um, uh, with a virtual systems architect that are done for you. Um, but when you utilize this system, you can create these processes extremely quick. So we number our process, 
we, uh, anytime we're just explaining something, it's, oh, oh I almost wanted to highlight something. Uh, every time we're trying to explain something, it's just normal text. If it's important, we italicize. If it's very important, we italicize bold and underline. So right here, I created one video. This took, this particular video took me about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I didn't write any of this. This is done by the virtual assistant. This is done by the virtual systems architect. They created this. Okay. So I said, hey, note, like this is very important. In creating these first lines of the emails, which is the customized version, what we're really doing is finding something that is customized towards that person. You want to make it focused on them. Make them feel good in the beginning because what comes after is actually a template. So the first lines are what actually allows us to break the ice in the beginning. I said that in the email. And now my culture, the way that I want these emails to, to go out, the way that I want these first lines is there. So every time they're doing this, they know. I, I tell them, don't say I in the beginning. As we go down this whole thing, uh, don't say I in the beginning. It, 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 you want to go find a piece of their content and say was. It sounds weird, but, it, but I can say, no, hi, John, uh, was looking at your videos and loved the interview that you did with such and such, such and such. I love all of the guests that you have. And I just really think that you have something special going on at Notre Dame. And then the next thing is a template. They say was, they didn't say I was, it was was because it is focused on the other person. And that's what I want, I want them to do. By doing that, we have high, high, high open rates. About For our cold emails, we have anywhere between 50 to 60% open rates, which is huge. Okay. Then we go into the step-by-step. -step. So that was the context. Then it goes in the step-by-step. -step. Now, creating the first line, step-by-step -step instruction. Number one, the first thing you're going to do is bold. And so I'm, I'm, every time we bold an action, we will bold our actions. First thing you're going to do is open the lead pool that you'll be creating first lines for. Then we go down the line. Uh, in this case, it's like for QSR magazine, as an example, even have a note that if it's very specific, you don't even have to do a, a 40 custom uh, lines. You can actually just do one and then uh, put it in like, hey, saw that you are on the 4040 list, America's Hottest Startup, Fast Casuals. That is so awesome. Uh, very, very uh, happy to see your restaurant in there, however you want to say it, because it can be for everybody. But yeah, we go to step three. Now, once you've gathered all those, that information needed from each person, you're going to create your first line for each person. And it just goes down the line. And we have pictures and we have things highlighted. So there's no mistaking what to do. Okay. Now, we also have a numbering system and so on and so forth. These are some of our processes. This is the big key. Don't use video to, video is easy to do this, right? Don't use it for the actual process. Hey, go look at this video and then do what this video says. It's not going to work because you're, they're going to have to press play and then have it go and then rewind and press play and have it go rewind, press play, have it go rewind. It doesn't work. It doesn't work well at all. But if you use it, to as the basis for your documentation, it works really, really well because now you can take that video. You don't, they don't have to have access to anything. This is how we do our QuickBooks first. And, and you go into the video, uh, you do the video. They can actually take a screenshot using Jing or Snagit. Um, 
they can use uh, uh, the, the uh, snippet tool on Windows. They can use QuickTime, whatever it is. They can take a screenshot of that thing, pause it, put it into the document as a screenshot. They don't have to have access to it. Press the button. Uh, they they put, post it into the uh, document, and then they write exactly what you said, which was like the first thing. First thing we do is go to intuit.qbo.com. Uh, they write that out. They point where you go and so on and so forth. Then you click here. Then you do this. Then you do this. And they're just taking screenshots. Boom, screenshot, boom, screenshot. If you're having an employee that's doing this at $15 an hour, it's way better than you doing it too. You spent 5, 10, 15 minutes doing it. It might take them three, four, five hours, but you, you have the time to be innovative and creative from then on, okay? But this way, this system, like if you were to write it yourself, you're gonna take for a five to 10 minute video, you're gonna take about four to eight hours to do just because of all the distractions and everything like that. Creating a video and having someone else do it is five to 15 minutes. Have them take that video, take screenshots and write it out step by step. Five to 15 minutes. Which means, and Paul is testament to this, which means you can say you, say you have a new sales channel or a new marketing channel or a new thing like where you're like, hey, oh man, when I reached out to this person over here, these types of people over here, I saw a conversion of sales like, like no other. Now you can just say, okay, so this is how we go to AngelList and find uh, people who are looking for administrative assistance or whatever, whatever you're, how you're finding clients. You take a video, they snapshot the video, write it out, and then you say, go do it. It could be an employee, it could be a partner, it could be um, an intern or, or a virtual systems architect. You spent 15 minutes or five minutes, that thing gets documented, and now you say, just go do it, because it's step by step. The only thing you really need is really the original video of how you want your process documentation to look. I want you to bold these things. I want it to look step-by-step. Step. I want you to go to Google Docs. I want you to, this is how I want it to look. Go document what I just told you. And now that's your document from then on. Anytime you're doing anything, I give you a video. I want you to follow this document and how to create our standard operating procedures. Okay. Five to 15 minutes every single time. Anytime something new happens or anything creative, Create a video, tell them to document. Create a video, tell them to document. And then go do it. They basically duplicate you. Like our, what we, we call them virtual systems architects. Um, they're $9.50 per hour outsourced overseas. Blank slates. We have a system of finding these people where the system itself came from a process like this, a documented process where, you know, six tiers of hiring where, they, they go through this six-tier hiring process. If they mess up on one thing, they're out, okay? Um, that system is done by my general manager who is overseas, right? I did, I did the original creativity of it, the original innovation of it to find these people. And then I said, here's how to do it, document it, and then go do it. And he does all of the hiring. My uh, other core team, uh, I, have, I have my general manager and then four others, um, we do very, very well. I don't do anything. I work about four hours a month. Um, and yes, four hours a month. Uh, if I wanted to, I actually enjoy stuff. I'm actually doing some AI stuff. 
but that's the goal. You can do this with virtual assistants off of Upwork, like John was talking about, which is awesome. The more that you can get into that realm, the better, because there's so much opportunity globally to be able to find talent. Um, but the biggest thing is to train them on this type of system so that you, every single time, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, to the point where you don't even need it anymore. Okay. So all that being said, uh, I wanted to hand it over to Paul and he's going to talk more about the math and then we'll go to uh, questions and answers. Cool. Um, thank you, Dean. Um, so in the course of our work together, um, so the, there was a slide earlier that, you, that Dean shared uh, from George Chen. He's actually a referral of mine that I sent to Dean. And it's within three months, it pretty much changed the entire uh, composition of his company without losing the soul, the spirit, the, the, the culture. And um, what Dean met, failed to mention was that even though he quadrupled his revenue, he actually cut his, his staff uh, into a quarter. And um, what's really cool is that it actually, it, it allowed him, of course, to, to cut the fat. Uh, and also it, it actually, um, a, a lot of the, one of the biggest concerns is like, oh, if we start outsourcing work, uh, it's going to d destroy the morale of a company. Uh, but in fact, it actually reinforced it because now the staff that's uh, there at the company, they, they actually take joy in creating systems because there's a lot of redundant jobs that they do that they don't need to be doing either. And they're, they're, they're more, they're well paid and they're probably uh, need to be able to uh, do more valuable creative work for the company as well. So, so the entire company has embraced the, the concept of creating systems. Uh, and so I just wanted to make sure that that mindset was, was shifted. Um, but in my conversation with George after he started using VSAs, and by the way, he wanted to hire a manager that was like $90,000 a year. And uh, to this, within six months, he's got like four VSAs. And at that, at that pay rate, uh, he's got four people working full time with an incredible work ethic. And he still hasn't met, over, overgone the budget of 90000 which is really cool. Um, but when he mentioned that the math on that, I just realized, yeah, using VSAs and creating systems are important. But how do we, how do we uh, share this message in a more impactful way? And even though it sounds nice to have like a virtual assistant, like do all the stuff for you, it sounds kind of cool. And, you know, it'll help somewhat. Like, what is the math on it? So I actually sat down and did some math and just realized it's not just making allowing startup founders to come home early or uh, take, you know, non-essential work off their plate. But like, what is the real ROI on it? Uh, since we're all entrepreneurs and investors and have to think about numbers, I figured this was a pretty worthwhile exercise and, and the results actually blew, blew, blew me away. Um, so the next slide, Dean, if you can switch on to the next one. So uh, when I did the math on this, uh, I assume that each task takes five minutes, whether it is, uh, here's the system, turning on the video and creating system for how do I handle my email, five minutes to explain where, where to, how to respond, where to forward, uh, how to document stuff, click, how to handle payroll, do a video on that, five, probably takes about five to 10 minutes, done. Uh, one other task is how to do lead generation or how to handle customer service inquiries. Cause as you know, there's a lot of customer service inquiries that are redundant and you should probably start forming an FAQ. Uh, 
done. And the second assumption is that each task returns an hour back uh, of your life when it's automated. Um, I, those are the two assumptions I did when I did the math here. Uh, Dean, can you go on the next slide? So after 30 days, assuming you only work on the weekdays, haha, uh, and uh, assuming that you have a, a, an eight-hour work shift, um, within 30 days, if you just commit to this habit, just like you do with meditation, just like you do with brushing your teeth, no different, and it's five minutes, uh, by the end of the month, you have 20 systems, you have 20 assets, like Dean mentioned, that are generating revenue for you. That's also 20 hours a month of your, your life, 20 hours a month of your life that comes back to you with no change in lifestyle whatsoever. You can take 20 hours off of your, your month and the business would run on its own just fine. Of course, and of course, 30 days of freed up time as well at the year, which means that, uh, you know, if you just did that 30 day, uh, habit, you pretty much get to go on vacation for a month or you get to spend a month doing other more meaningful more meaningful, high ROI, more creative R&D stuff to make your company even more valuable or to actually spend time with the family and not feel like you, um, not, you know, most people have this, uh, when they go on vacation, it's not really a true vacation. They need a vacation after the vacation. Uh, so you actually have a true, true 30 days off of, of your company without changing or putting your company at risk. Uh, the next slide. Uh, but that's just for 30 days. If they were to try it, if you were to try and systemize one little thing every day for five measly minutes, uh, and if you were to do that for a year, I mean, that would be 30 new, 20 new systems every month and 20 additional hours, additional a month uh, of your life that comes back to you, that goes back into your time bank account. And when I did the math on that, the, the, the results on the next slide, Dean, uh, if you will, over time, uh, that's pretty much how much time you get, you get recovered back into your life. Uh, and I believe in the next slide, you really, you learn that it's, uh, you get 1,520 hours of your life back. You can pretty much go on vacation for half a year, or you can spend an entire year just doing deep work. And as you know, uh, the biggest problem with the startup founders, you're doing 20 different things and the switch, the ramp, ramp up, ramp down between in interruptions and doing things a little bit at a time versus just doing deep work for long batches of hours makes you, uh, makes you less productive when, you, when you're doing it that way. I mean, imagine going on vacation for half a year uh, or, or spending a, a half a year just creating a new product without feeling pressures of your day-to-day -day operations. And just just to point out the, the little blue the little blue sliver was how much you how much you can actually you actually get uh, you actually stop working on a day to day basis you've actually relieved yourself from running the company uh, you can actually do that in four months and the company still runs on its own if you focus on systems and. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just mind blown by by the math that uh, that came out of this, uh, Dean. If you go on the next slide, and we're happy to share this to you as well. At the end of the presentation, uh, Dean and I put together a package of all these uh, resources and the math on how how uh, what what it could look like. Also, um, system pretty much the procedure and how to create systems so that. Um, I mean, happy to have you guys work with us. We're happy to mentor as well. Uh, but if you wanted to just do it with your current team, I mean, that's also a great thing. We wanted to make that available to you. But yeah, pretty much uh, 
over about 1,500, over 1,500 hours that are just recovered. And again, remember, you're not changing your lifestyle at all, if, if anything, for the better. Uh, and in the next slide, I mentioned like with that recovered time, you know, you're relieved of day-to-day duties. Like, like I mentioned, you take a vacation or, or you just have half the year off of actual day-to-day operations. And you have real control of your company. As you know, you know, lack of systems uh, is, is, is pretty crippling as you start getting more customers as uh, your, your current infrastructure gets strained. Uh, and so being able to create systems allows you to grow, allows you to feel like you can take on a thousand more customers. And you have this mindset of like, yeah, bring it on because I can handle it. My systems, my infrastructure, I'm not, I'm not the bottleneck. And usually startup founders are the bottleneck of, of, uh, of scale because not every, they believe that not, nobody can do what I do. Um, and, or we don't have a process for that. So now I got to train someone that person left. Now I got to train someone. Uh, now I need some, I need a staff of 10 people to do that. Like I, I, I need to train them again. Uh, and so, um, all that goes away when you create documented systems. I, to um, me, it, it was actually the most, sorry. Oh, finish that thought. And then I'm going to jump in with a question. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Go for it. Oh, sure. So the, uh, one of the questions that's has been doubled down on that's coming through the thread uh, is by Karina. And Karina, I'd love for you just to, if you can go unmute, say a sentence or two on what my prayer corner is to introduce yourself and then ask the question. Karina, can hi, you? Karina. All right, hi. I had emailed, so he kind of got a little snapshot of me earlier. But <laughs> nice to, nice corner, to hear your voice. Yeah, my prayer, my video is not on. I didn't even notice. My prayer corner is work sorry there's a puppy behind me is working to get prayer back into the home and having a kit an altar kit sent to a child in their home with different little experience packs that go along with it so that they can do a concrete resolution of prayer in their home so i though am my prayer corner (laughs) so far it's just me 31 over here so i'm trying to figure out how long do you have to be established to be able to even make systems like this but then also how do you know which things to try to turn into a system? Because there's so many little things I'm doing every day that are wasting so much of my time, but I don't know if they are actually systemizable. Like, I don't know which things, how do you, and then Edward followed up on my question, like what's the best way to assess and is it better suited to systemization? How do you know which things to use this process for? That's a really good question. Uh, Dean, I, I, I'm happy to answer. I don't know if you had some thoughts around that. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just say real quick, before, and then uh, Paul can go more in depth. Uh, I had that same issue, um, and it's the reason for this in the first place. And, it, and it'll kind of double down because I saw the, the QA question um, as well from, uh, from, I believe it was John. Um, because, this, because you're able to do this so fast, if you're if so, whether it's whether you're hiring someone on Upwork or whether um, you're paying um, uh, somebody who's in like a kid from uh, uh, who's in college who um, just needs some extra work, and you just say, "Hey, this is how I, I'm going to give you these videos. I want you to document uh, when I do it. I want you to document it. This is how you document it. Give them the uh, the uh, I want you can even say this is how I want it documented. I want you to document this document video in this way, and then now you have that documented. Now you go to whatever it is, uh, for the next thing, I, every time I send you this, I want you to follow that exact same template every single time. 
the, and you know, you're paying them however much per hour for doing that. Um, just so you can get it off your, that off your plate or whatever, because it happens so fast because you're able to do it so quickly. Um, you can be kind of reckless in them. Like with my guys, I'll just, whatever I feel like doing, I'll do. Um, but you know, for me, I would start with something that's going to make you money. Um, because then it's like, Oh, cool. Somebody's taking orders and I don't have to do that anymore. Like my, like my daughter helps, uh, my oldest daughter helps with, uh, with, uh, with stuff, but she has a system that, that she has to follow. Um, now I don't have to do that ever again for whatever it is I give her. Um, but it might be for, um, something that's making money. I always suggest make money first. Um, cause then you're going to be incentivized, uh, to continue, but I don't know what you think, Paul. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, and the QA question, cause it kind of follows the same thing. Uh, when you're doing this, like everything's so fast. So at the very end of your thing, you can say, uh, you know, I want you to check this, 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 when you're done with it or send it to your supervisor, um, things like that. So everything happens so fast. Um, but I would focus on making money and I'll go into the QA thing a little bit in just a little bit too. Got it. Um, and Karina, nice to hear your voice. And uh, I love what you're doing as well. I think what you're doing is super meaningful. Uh, I will be a customer, by the way. We're, yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, I'm dead serious. We actually just kicked, uh, uh, we're in the process of kicking uh, two of my daughters out of one room and making that into a prayer room. So, Awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, so Dean, let me actually jump on that for a second and use an example. Uh, one of the tricks I find of, getting people into systems thinking is the first few small wins mm -hmm. so that you start seeing success of a system. Exactly. And so for Karina, and I can imagine a lot of others, it's probably figuring out a way to find deans and a cold email campaign is something Karina, I know you're thinking about right now for your Facebook challenge, building up your lead list to, to fill that pipeline is probably something that could be really time consuming. Yeah. And that's where I feel like there's, uh, there's things that systems seems to work for and things that systems don't seem to solve, but I getting that pattern recognition of, okay, this, this has some routine nature of the work. It has a high payoff, but it's not, it doesn't require a lot of judgment calls throughout the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, or at least that's how I've seen it. And I, I feel like how mine's triggered, my mind is triggered for it. So when I start yeah. recognizing those processes, then you, you start building the reflex of, okay, this is, a, this is a process for a system or something along those lines. But I, I find that early recognition really hard to build. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you do get those first, I agree, it's definitely the first wins. Like in that case, like the first thing that I think of is uh, one of two things, either creating a system, like you said, for getting uh, leads in my head, I'm thinking, you know, um, really strong Catholic nonprofits or ministries uh, uh, that, that are active where, you know, you can, you can, in my, what I would do, cause I have a podcast is I would invite them to my podcast, invite someone from my podcast and interview them. Now I, now I'm building rapport with them and then I can also tell them what I'm doing and, but that reaching out is the system. It's saying, Hey, I want you to go into, um, 
uh, you know, National Catholic Register. I want you to look at all of the different uh, uh, nonprofits that are that are uh, active on their advertising page. That means that they have advertising dollars to spend. Um, and what I want you to do is then go to their website. I want you to find their contact. Uh, go to any mail finder to find their email of the actual person who's the president of that place um, or, or hunter.io or something like that. Um, and then I want you to put it into Excel spreadsheet, bump up, up, up. And I also want you to have a line on there where, um, uh, you're taking, uh, like a custom, like a custom thing. I saw your whatever, and I really loved it, whatever. And just do that for as many people as you can, and then go to our Sunday visitor and then go here and then do, and just, so you just have a list of people. And when that's done, I want you to go and invite them onto my podcast and this is how I, how you do it. Or I want you to reach out via email and this is how I want you to do it. Or I want you to call them and this is how you do it. If that makes sense. There was another, uh, Martin, it sounds like you have a nerdy comment and a question, which I'm sure will be <laughs> appreciated by these dorks. <laughs> oh, so Martin, could you do the same thing? Just say a little bit about what you're working on. Uh, especially geographically, I think they would love that. Sure. Um, so I'm I'm uh, starting a uh, house of discernment. Uh, you could call it Catholic co-living and co-working space in San Francisco. Oh, nice. uh, So uh, first, my nerdy comment. Uh, so Dean uh, <laughs> Dean said something that really resonated with me earlier. That's not directly related to systems. You, you said that, that you know when you have a cold letter, uh, a cold call, or a cold letter, uh, you always start with was instead of I. Uh, and what that what that made me think of uh, is so in, in in the Catholic Mass in the old translation of Eucharistic Prayer One, uh, it used to be we come to you, Father, with praise and thanksgiving. It started with we, uh-huh. but. They, they discerned that that was actually a very bad translation of the Latin because uh, the, the Latin is te egitur clementissima pater per Jesus Christum. It starts with you. Uh, <laughs> you merciful Father, do we come? And I, was, and I always thought that was really interesting because it's such a little change that most people would think is insignificant. But it really alters like how we pray. We start with God. So I just thought that was really cool what you said. It was like, uh, that was a connection. Okay. Uh, so I love it. <laughs> that, that's the nerdy comment. <laughs> um, but my, my question um, is uh, actually years ago in a previous life, I used to run a company uh, out of San Francisco and uh, we actually used, a, 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 I don't think they exist anymore, but it used to be called Odesk. And um, uh, they and merged with Elance and they okay. turned into Upwork. I see. I see. Okay. I've heard of Upwork. So that, that's what they did. They merged. So, um, and then we also use a company called Influx. And so I, I, that, that experience taught me how to document things but maybe not well, I had a problem. My problem was that, um, it, well, two problems, actually. The first problem was that I, my system went out of control. It was just so much. Mm. And I, I want, I know, is there a system to controlling systems to prevent them from <laughs> going out of control? Um, yeah. And my, my, yeah. The, let me answer that real quick. Because it kind of goes along with the QA question um, that came up too. Um, so when you do it this way, when you use video, like I, like I said, it's so fast and you, and as long as it's documented that then you're you're having people document it, it's no skin off your back. And so it turns into speaking of nerdy, it turns into a very similar thing to coding. So if you've done any type of coding whatsoever, you can put different fail safes. So in my, in my, in the way that I do it, 
so like with Q&A or sorry, with, with quality assurance, QA, you can say, say like, so for example, um, Paul has a managing, like managing payroll and things that where things could go wrong very quickly. But if you have something at the end where you say, as you're doing the video, you're saying, okay, so if you don't understand this, or if you have anything that comes up where it's not following the system, please let your supervisor know. And I always say supervisor, cause it could be me, but it could be also, I never, I always want it to be where if I get another manager, I get another account manager or whatever, they go to them first. And then they, then the account manager will come up to the general manager and so on and so forth. Um, let them know. And so the process stops. If something comes up, the process stops. It's almost like a termination of a code. Um, uh, if something doesn't reconcile, if this is not reconciling, do not do such and such. Um, so you have that at the end and you have them testing all these different or doing all these things at the very end for QA, QA or uh, uh, for quality assurance. And when they see something is not right and you actually can show them it should look like this, they break the code and they contact just like a code, like a, like a piece of program uh, software lets the administrator know, Hey, something's up. What the heck's up? You can do that, um, very easily, um, with, with this type of type of thing. So, um, I don't know, Paul, if you, if you've ever ran into that, I do that all the time with my stuff where if it's brand new, like, cause I, so for example, we send cold, when we send cold emails out, <laughs> like, I, you, I have to make sure that they've filled in all the merge things, they've removed certain things or whatever, or else it's going to go to 200 people and it's going to look like, it's going to say, you know, hi, insert name here. Uh, but, and, and I've had that happen before, before I did all these systems. And so um, doing that quality control check, they, they can say, hey, I don't know what this merge field is. Can you let me know? Because you put that as a quality thing. If you don't, if you don't know what something is, contact me or contact your supervisor. Um, I don't know, if Paul, if you have something on that. Uh, no, I mean, as long as it answers your question, uh, Martin, uh, that, that's pretty on point. And I, every time there's something like that that happens, at least for, in my world, uh, usually I just say every time I answer their, their question or I help them fill in the blanks with some kind of you know, code, uh, usually I say at the end, please add that to the process document. So that way the process document is always live and always updated and always... And if it's easier when you just do it in little bits and pieces. And what's cool is that um, it's just a, sometimes it's just a matter of me just hopping back on the, the video, pressing record and saying, hey, I'm, I want to update this process or I need you to add to, to this process here or replace this vendor with that vendor or we're, we're switching technologies. And so instead of going here, you need to go there. Please update the process. And then I end the recording and the VSA pretty much updates it for me. So that's beauty because another problem that Dean and I have come across is, you know, you can create systems and then, you know, with the fast changing technology and also the fast growth of your company, you change vendors all the time. You change processes all the time. Uh, you know, the systems, if it was a tangible thing, it would start collecting dust. Right. But for us, um, uh, because, you know, because we do video to, to instruct and have the written stuff uh, to be executed upon, uh, our document is always updated, which is really cool. So hopefully that answers the question. All right, guys, we're at time right now. Uh, Dean and Paul, thank you guys so much for, for doing this. And 
I don't know if you have any interest. What we typically do is just allow people to debrief and they react to what affected them in this. So that helps guide our own note-taking system. So they'll all get a one-pager summary of it. I don't know if you'd be willing to share the document as well, um, but this all goes into a knowledge library that they have, the video and then the note sheet and then any related documents. Um, but we, we'd love for you, we'd welcome your participation if you just want to sit back and hear what inspired people from the call. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't, um, one thing, <laughs> one thing you could do to just, uh, cause I wanted to share this. After probably <laughs> this. So this cleaning, yeah, this is cleaning. So this is how to clean do zone three, which is our dining room and kitchen. Uh, zone four is outside with the chickens, um, and so on and so forth. <laughs> because you're doing video, you can take your iPhone and have, have like actually your house systemized as well. So wet next, wet the paper towel under the faucet. Uh, squeeze the paper towel, and, and I'm, no joke. Like when my, my mother-in-law comes, yeah. <laughs> uh, when my mother-in-law comes, I have a binder and I just say, "This is for zone one, two, three. Here you go." <laughs> oh, I think funny. my prayer corner just changed. <laughs> um, hey, Dean. Uh, thank you, John. And and Dean, um, if you don't mind leaving that one. Uh, one last slide up. I just yeah. want to let you guys know that um, there were a lot of questions that were um, sent to us. And if you guys um, just shoot us a quick email or if you'd like, John, I don't know if you have an email list of all the attendees, but we wanted to answer all those questions. Uh, okay. And we also wanted to share a couple of resources, including some case studies, because we've used systems and we use VSAs for a couple of our clients who are Inc. 5000 companies. Uh, there are companies that have gone public uh, from they were just mom and pop and they went public through a lot of systemizing and using, using VSAs uh, and um, also, also the math on using systems. We wanted to put together like a package for everybody. And, you know, we can either give it to you, John, to, to distribute or, or they can email uh, Paul at ProSulum and happy to send that same package to. And, and I know there's a lot of questions that, including Karina, thank you so much for sending that really, those really good insightful questions. I think it'll help others. Uh, we wanted to an answer all those questions and, and share them, distribute it with the team too. So just want to let you know well, that. I would I would love that package. I'm happy to distribute. I'll also just share your email in case they have uh, ad, ad hoc questions unrelated to just this package, if that's okay. Cool. Absolutely. And we drink the the, the Kool-Aid. Um, we, like, honestly, throughout the entire day, I'm just doing stuff in my garden with my animals and um, spending time with the family and stuff. So if you ever want to reach out to either Paul or me, um, uh, we're always, always free. Um, obviously I can't spend eight hours a day, uh, chit chatting, but, um, I'd love to help out in any way. Um, and I can also introduce, uh, to, uh, people to a couple of different Catholic organizations as well. Um, like, uh, encounter, I think they would love my prayer corner and, um, as, uh, um, Martin's idea too. Um, uh, the, so yeah, um, we're always open to, to helping out in any way. Perfect. Yeah, I see. I see gratitude on it. Um, all right, guys. So we we let people leave for a minute um, as well. If they have to go, I'm seeing people have to sign off right now. So we'll give them a sec. Actually, I, I have a, just a fun chat question for you guys, or, or an observation while we let them filter out. Um, I think learning 
and innovation can be systematized. So systems seem really good for success scaling, but I think they might also be really good for finding it. So here's an example I was thinking about this morning. I don't know a lot of, you know, encounter or groups like that. I don't, I don't even quite know how to think about finding a lot of those nonprofit funding partners for these teams, but I need to learn it because we're running this accelerator. And one of the things we're thinking about is just, okay, we need to find three experts who know a lot about this, turn that into interviews, then turn that into an eventual process. And so mm -hmm. that's something I, I probably haven't thought enough about just systematizing your own innovation process to, mm -hmm. to get to a system. So not to be meta. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's the, because you have the freedom to do, like when you do this type of, do it this way, you have the freedom to become, to do meta type stuff like that. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's awesome. I love that. <laughs> no, I also, yeah, I, I agree with Dean as well. It, it's, it can be engineered, you know, like uh, I go back to that VSA math that I mentioned, like uh, yeah. being able to free up all your time so that you can focus on innovation, creativity. I mean, that's kind of like a byproduct of systemizing, but you know, being able to quadruple your company or double your company size, like that's not something that sounds sexy without any substance. It It's truly engineered, you know, right. it's engineered into it. And so I think of innovation the same way. And, and as you know, a lot of the creative process, I'd say about 90% of the time uh, of the creative process is truly just the actual execution, the process yeah. of work. Uh, if you can systemize 90% of that, dude, like you can be, it's like that 80, 20 thing. You just spend 20% yeah. of the 20% of the 20% of the 20%. Yeah. And it's just so much more valuable. Um, so yeah, it, I, it can be engineered. I, Dean's pretty much changed my mind about that uh, on so many levels. So yeah. Very fun. Okay. So the way we do this is I, I got my zoom Brady bunch, chart up on my screen. So I just do, we do quick like sprints of feedback. So I'll just call on people. Um, and all right, Martin, do you mind going first? The question is uh, what, what, what I learned. Sorry, I, I usually don't stick yep. around for the after. Thing. Yeah, yeah, just top one or two comments about something that affected you from today's call. Yeah, so um, I, I would say, I would say that the, uh, uh, well, aside from the the, the, the nerdy thing I, I brought up before, um, I, I one thing that I actually would also like to ask later, I don't want to waste time, is I'm really intrigued that Paul actually used systems for a restaurant. So I, when I think of systems, I think of, you know, doing things in an automated, like for tech-related things, customer service, which is what I did in the past. So I the, the fact that you're able to do this for something that goes beyond something that's limited on your computer is... Uh, I, really changed the way I, I, um, I, I, I think about things. So uh, thank you for that. Oh, way cool. Yeah. M Martin, I would say, Paul, not just restaurants, but like restaurants you've heard of. And so that's, uh, he's being humble. And I don't know if uh, maybe I want to respect that, <laughs> that those brands that he supported, but um, I would, I would really encourage you to talk to him more just because it would be a cool conversation to hear about how it happened for things you're familiar with. Um, Cool. All right, Paul. Paul, are you on or yeah. able to hear us? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, sorry, I can't see my video. Dean, I, I love that you're having a baby next week. Congratulations. <laughs> I just did a uh, my Thank first you. ever eight-hour drive with the t my top fives by myself <laughs> yesterday. Oh, that's good penance. 
Yes. <laughs> so I spent four days in Kentucky. I actually got to see Father Josh in person. But anyway, I, I learned um, this has been fantastic because, you know, we have Josh has done a lot of abstracting in code work, which is, just, you know, not doing the same thing over and over again. And these are the types of things that I have been trying to study. And I think this is going to be the log out of the log jam because I have been wanting to do this for my marketing firm and my insurance agency and for pastoral parish. And essentially that's what we're doing in pastoral parishes, providing systems for, um, for pastoral care and sacramental prep inside a parish that doesn't exist right now. So this was, this was brilliant. And I, I can't wait to learn more from you guys because this is what I've been uh, wanting in pretty much every area and business in life. So <laughs> Paul, I'll, sh- I'll share interviewing you guys during that preliminary interviews when we were scoping things. It was your interview that made me think you would benefit from this one. So that was actually the first trigger. Eventually saw other ones, yeah. but it was Pastoral Parish, especially in the sales process, so that I, I saw a lot of need. Um, all right, Michael. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Um, yeah. So what did I learn? I learned that um, I'm a log jammer. <laughs> I think we that all I have, are. have like, and I came from a, a place where like, there was so much to do. I got overwhelmed and then I couldn't, um, I couldn't actually, I was doing development and we just had, there was too much that I had my hands in and it was frustrating. And so I wanted to get out of that with what I'm doing now. And I'm realizing that I think wrong about my creative process because there are things, uh, even through this phone call, even when you said that you, uh, you had like a system for email. I was like, gosh, I just thought of that this morning. Like I hate going through my email, um, but I never thought of create a system for that for somebody else to look through because there are things you could look for. So what I, yeah, so I, I'm actually really excited about this and I'm uh, like, I want to spend more time thinking about it, but it's, um, I guess what did I learn is that I need to, I need to ask myself the question for everything. Um, what, you know, what, what can I do to systematize this? Um, and just, I need to learn more, more about this. Um, I'm excited about how to do, um, to try to systematize some of the creative process. Cause I, I, uh, I think I, I messed up. I'd like, I, I had the wrong perspective on the creative process when there's a lot of the pieces that I know that I could teach somebody else. I mean, I, again, I'm saying it wrong, <laughs> teach somebody else to do systematize it <laughs> so that, uh, somebody, that people can bring to the table a lot of the things that I'm looking for. Um, and then I could just look through that um, and I could, yeah. So, and in short, what I do is I have, um, I get YouTube videos, public domain, and I use them um, as metaphors for dads to show cool videos with their kids yeah. so that they can teach them the faith. And then the primary goal is just for them to spend good time with their kids. Um, and so that it's a fun, interesting video for them. They're learning the faith. They're learning their kids. Their kids are learning their dad. Um, and so it's like an awesome thing and I'm super impassioned about it. Um, but I falsely thought that, <laughs> that I needed to do all that video search. And I was like, you know what, gosh, if I had other people looking and I told them what to look for in videos, um, and I could just come and say, wow, that's a fantastic video. And then I could, and then even to turn that into a process and be like, this is the things I want you to look for in the video. And, you know, I, so I don't know how this will all come together. I'm kind of like, Feel like I just drank from a fire hose <laughs> um, because there's like there's so much potential in this. I'm very very excited, and I thought, I didn't think that coming in. I thought, oh, this is not going to have 
<laughs> That's cool. What a blessing. So I'm, I'm delighted at your non-conventional uh, uh, examples um, because I, I can systematize things that I can already think of as conventional. And you talked about non-conventional things. I was like, wow, that's uh, possible too. So I'm, I'm psyched and I'd love to follow up with both of you. Oh, also please, because please, I'm a family guy know. and I love that what you're doing. So. <laughs> please email all us, right, all of you guys. Yeah. Please email you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Karina. Okay, so I still have a lot to learn, but <laughs> everything that you said was new to me or things that you had emailed me that he had emailed me videos of the answers to my questions. So I got a precursor, a little sampling of this to try to <laughs> chew on a little bit, but I still have no idea what I'm doing. But actually, when you showed that your house cleaning methods were systematized, I was like, wait, this makes sense. Because everyone else was talking about and saying things of like, there are 10,000 users, and what do I do with my 10,000 users, and what email do I send them? And I was like, it's just still me. <laughs> but, but also when John was saying... I need to figure out how to get the deans, how to be able to systemize a list, something to be able to then get these contacts. It's, it takes a lot of time. I have spent the last like three or four days, hours and hours and hours, and you have nothing accomplished other than I know what doesn't work because I failed four times now. So trying to systemize that to be able to make that go faster would be huge because then I can really focus on the things that are going to make measurable progress happen which is what i need so i'm really excited to see the package of answers for everybody that sent in a question because i think i can learn from everybody's questions so yeah and any examples like the house cleaning one things that like i wouldn't have <laughs> thought of doing that that yeah. would be really helpful for me to see yeah yeah dean and uh yeah dean and paul i would just say you guys will love i call karina the rocky of the group <laughs> scrappy and she just wants to go the distance with a lot of this so That's um, you would oh, love nice with her you I, would know love that I know nothing and I'm not willing to or I'm willing to be like I don't know what you're talking about please explain all of that yeah. to me <laughs> so <laughs> oh my gosh there, if you don't mind uh, thank you so much for that and, and it just reminds me of an interview I read not long ago I can't remember her I think her name was Ann Rand but like she's like a philosopher She's like one of the brightest minds like in the world. And when they asked him, when he, she was interviewed about, about a certain question and she just said, you know, what? I don't know. And, yeah. you know, here's, she, she, she responded as if it was the most natural thing in the world. And <laughs> the, the moment you say you don't know, what's cool is that you, you open the door to like, I don't know everything. How do I find out the information I need? How do I recruit the help I need? And, and that's, that's where growth happens. So yeah, I, I embrace I don't know. I've learned so much through this process because I'm pretty good at saying, I have no clue. So a lot of people have been willing to share this information that they have learned and struggled through. So I'm getting a crash course really fast, but it's been amazing. But yeah, I don't know anything about most business things because I'm a teacher and I have the creative side of this program down pat, but it's all the things of like, how now, now what that I'm working on over here. So it's a huge, a huge advantage. Most life-changing companies are, are started by neophytes. So that's yeah. already a good start on the right track. Micah, what's one thing you got out of it? So I got very excited when I saw all this, you know, this automation and, and, uh, and because that with Pastoral Parish, I mean, that's, 
that's my job is I'm sending these emails and as more and more of them are coming in, um, you know, what, what struck me uh, so much was the, uh, I went to, I went to uh, Ave Maria and to uh, Steubenville Franciscan. And um, one of the core books that I read in, in the philosophy department was uh, Joseph Pieper's leisure, the basis of culture. And you guys doing this automation to free up time to actually do not work things. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh that's, that's Pieper right there. That's, that's just, uh, it, it appealed to the philosophy nerd, the business nerd, the theology nerd. Um, and, Cause you know, and, and to see the system, systemations you guys did with, with cleaning, uh, because my background is hospitality management. And I mean, I taught people, this is how you clean a bathroom. This is how you make a bed. This yeah. is how you vacuum a room. And so I got, I got very, very, very excited. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Dave. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you guys for your time and your experience and wisdom. Um, the, for me, I feel like that I, it, what you guys did is challenge what I think is a false dichotomy between creativity and automation, you know, um, that I, you're challenging me to see this systems as a way to magnify creativity, right? So I'm a, I'm a film producer and, um, the image I kept seeing was of the liturgy and how, it's our role in the world to bring creation to orbit around the liturgy and to sanctify it. So what I saw is that th that orbit systems um, through our stewardship as, you know, new Christs as saints is, is a way that we can um, conduct that orbit around litur the liturgy of, um, of, of this new creation. Um, so those are the, those are for me, I'm, I'm seeing, so I'm seeing that this Catholic both and of creativity and, and systems, that's totally fascinating. And it's not this, I don't, it's not this, um, post-industrial sort of reduction of our humanity. It's actually, I feel like it's, um, it's a very personalistic way of, of conducting creation into, into orbit in a way that's, um, for, for the flourishing of all. So it feels very Catholic, and I and I I love to be challenged in 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 um in these false dichotomies, you know. And and I'm also re realizing, looking back on my experience and great the creative process of like, you know what? I've learned over time what systems work, and I've learned to be lean because I've I've learned over time what works and not waste time. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, okay, that is true to my experience. So how can I uh, enter into that rhythm with a with more of a discipline? Um, so those are some thoughts. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for sharing as well. Oh, that's awesome, man. John, you want to wrap us up? John Cannon, ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dean and Paul, I'll, I'll just conclude. I just, I'm really grateful. And I saw your offer for mentorship and I have like a note that I wrote down. Like, man, I got to catch up with you guys soon. Um, so I, I have loved all of our engagements. This is no different. This is no different. I'm looking forward to more. Well, thank you so much for having, having us as well. We're so grateful. And, I'll, you know, Dean will attest, like, 
even though we've done a lot of like consulting gigs or we've done a lot of talks at WeWork and other spaces, like there's no event that I, I think fills us with more energy or spirit or uh, more purpose than, than this. So we're really excited. As long as we feel like we've been adding value and people are, are leaving better off than when they came, then, then I think it's a success. So thank you for that opportunity, guys. Nice meeting you all as well. I look forward to chatting further too. Wonderful. All right. And I'll let you guys know about Demo Day to, to be able to, to participate in virtual or other. Cool. Looking forward to it. Great. All right. See you guys. All right. Good luck next Thank week. You. Bye, guys. We'll talk soon. See you. Thanks for listening to the So What Podcast. We hope some of the ideas take root and make your life better. We want to serve more awesome people like you. And here's how you can help in less than 60 seconds. Subscribe to this show, post a review because it attracts others. Forward this to a friend or email Paul with any questions, ideas, or if you'd like to work together at so what at paulttran.com.